from the Smamish Independent, I'm Alex Woodall, and you're listening to Indie on Air. It's Monday, May 25th, and this week I sit down with Callie Lind and Sarah Goldie from the Eastlake High School girls basketball team as they talk about the ups and downs of their journey through the 2018-2019 state championship season. So, Ms. Goldie, why did you start coaching at Eastlake, and what is it about basketball that you love most? So, my coaching career at Eastlake started pretty young. I was a couple years out of school and had an opportunity to come back and be an assistant coach, and I think that's where my love of coaching started, but Eastlake is my home. I was an alum there. I coached as an assistant probably for about six or so years. So it was my dream job. I love the program, love the school, love the community. And basketball is not only just the best sport, but has been a part of my life. My parents both played basketball on the national team in Iran. And so I just grew up around the game, but really coaching, I've got to share love of the game with these players and it's just really my vessel to be a mentor in their lives through the game of basketball. And Callie, at the beginning of the season, did you think this team had a shot at the state championship? Um, if I'm being like totally honest, it wasn't really like on my horizons. Like I wasn't thinking about it like that. I guess it kind of like came as the season kind of continued because I knew that we lost some like very good seniors the year before. So yeah, that definitely made me nervous because they were all uh, like great leaders for our team. And like leadership is just really important. What, no matter how much talent you have, like if you're lacking in leadership, it's just hard to win. Um, but like with that, we had a lot of talent coming back and like the younger girls like Haley and Keely and May, of course. So yeah, it just took a little while for me to realize that it could be possible, but definitely like as a season, like ramped up. I was like, we definitely have a shot at this. And then, yeah, we just kind of like ended up in the state championship game. And I was like, all right. And Miss Goldie, from a coaching perspective, how did the first third of the season go? We pretty much came firing out of the gates. I mean, I think coming off of a pretty successful season the year before, the program had really established itself as, you know, one of the top programs in the state. And so from a confidence level and sort of an expect to be there type mentality. I think uh, we came out firing out of the gates. Our first game we knew was against the previous year's 3A state title team. uh, And they had a player that went to Utah, I think. So we knew that we had to be able to stop her. And we just came out and did that so well. I mean, it was blowout of the game. And so that really set the tone for the start of our season. And really in that first third of the season prior to going into Christmas break, we had one big test. And that test was kind of a showcase game at Highline College against Kent Ridge. And uh, that was our first kind of bump in the road. I mean, we we had this huge test in front of us and we didn't live up to our expectations. That game we lost by about, I don't know, close to 30 points, if not more than 30. It's Christmas break. You're going down to a tournament in California. How did it go? Um, We lost a big group of seniors the previous year, but the talent that we had and the potential that we had on that bench that year previous, we knew that it was a high level of potential. And so we actually signed up for the elite division down in a tournament with very, very good competition. So going into that, I knew as a coach, we would be battle tested big time and that 
you know, our philosophy is to play the best teams that we can so we can be prepared for the end of the season. And we did that. I mean, we went down there. The uh, first game we played was a very good team, very much similar to our program in that they're an established program, historically a lot of success, similar kind of style of play. And we went in there and we, we had a solid game. I mean, it was definitely back and forth, but we felt like we controlled the tempo of that game and came out with a solid victory. That propelled us into the next two games, which were big tests. And um, we played against really athletic kids and again, kind of fast style of play. And we were right there. I mean, we lost one game by four points and one game by five points. And it really could have gone either way. We came home with, in my eyes, what I would deem success because of the level of play, not necessarily the win-loss record. Callie, Ms. Goldie touched upon the fact that there's a little bit of confidence after coming back from the tournament in California. How did that translate into the regular season when you had some of your toughest games ahead of you? Yeah, so like Goldie said, in California, it didn't feel like, I mean, to me, since I'm like playing, like losing sucks. So it didn't feel like amazing losing those really close games but I think it just made me like hungrier and like the rest of my team hungry to win in Kinko and like prove ourselves and yeah when we got back we played Redmond and that game was so much fun like the whole thing was perfect it it was a great time and I just remember Ely scoring her like thousandth point and um, all of May's teammates or her future teammates were in the stands watching her and she had a great game too. Um, Up next we had Woodenville and yeah beating them was like major confidence boost because we've just had a little thing with them for like as long as I've been on the team just like back and forth every season they're like our biggest rival and um yeah winning that game it was an overtime win too and we had like the stands were like packed with kids it was so much fun and um yeah that one just showed me how good our team could like really be when we executed our game plan and all played together and then um, coming off of that win and losing to Mount Sai uh, really stung. <laughs> and I remember that game pretty well. It just felt like nothing was really like going right and we couldn't gain any momentum. But um, yeah, after that game, I think it was kind of an eye-opener for us. It forced us to like understand that every team in Kinko was really coming for us. And it was not going to be easy to get out of the league tournament with like where we wanted to be like with a high standing. So yeah, I think that California tournament really just like propelled us into the rest of Kinko, and we gained a lot of confidence. Miss Goldie, a season is filled with many highs and lows. As a coach, what did you learn about your team throughout the entire season and all the emotions that came with it? Almost every season comes with highs and lows when you're the coach, because even if things aren't visible to the outside, they're definitely visible to the inner circle is what we call it. And so thankfully, one of the things that we try to do as a coaching staff and a program is approach every day, every practice and every game as the next. And so really, we don't prepare harder. Um, We don't have different drills. We don't change the way we run a practice or the, the way that we do a pregame talk for any game. They're all the same. I don't know that it's all the same for an athlete. I've been a competitor too. And so that emotional piece of getting up for the big games and stuff is definitely there. But we as a coaching staff address it that way and the kids have bought in. And so um, I think that consistency helps bring a sense of normalcy and understanding of what the, what they're going into. And so that piece really helps. 
with the taming of the emotions and the preparation for competition. We've been lucky that we've had teams that just buy into that and we've been super consistent with that. And so I think that helps with all the emotions. The other piece is, is we try to be, you know, one of our core covenants is family. And so we try to be a team where uh, we're open and honest and direct with each other. We have tough conversations. And so we address things kind of square on. And, and so I think that helps with the kind of emotional ups and downs and the kids knowing that we believe in them. And ultimately we care about the individuals, the people on the team much more than the wins and losses. And I think they come because we care so much about each other. So you go on a win streak through the rest of the regular season. Where do you end up in Kinko? Kinko has pretty consistently been a battle between us and Woodenville over the past number of years. And they've been a team that's been hardest for us as a program to kind of get over that hump. I don't know what the exact record is, but we typically beat them at least once a season, but they typically beat us more than we beat them per season. So they're absolutely a huge rival. And we know that we've got to be able to get through them. And one of the goals that I know that we had as a team, the girls, we, we talk about hanging a banner in the gym and we wanted to get over that, that hump of being able to hang a Kinko championship banner. And so sure enough, throughout the course of the season, um, we've got the, the one overtime game with Woodenville in, in the regular season right after our trip. And Callie was a little bit modest. Uh, she hit the game winning shot in that overtime win. But then we know we're, we're going to see them in the Kinko title game. And uh, preparing for that was actually interesting. So we talk about how we do things the same. In that game preparation, I did things a little bit different. And I asked the kids what they knew about Woodenville. Callie, do you remember that? Yeah, I do, actually. I remember, like, we were all sitting at half court at Eastlake. And, um, yeah, we just had a conversation about, like, what we knew, like, personnel-wise, just, like, their style of play, everything. And what I thought was, like, very cool was, like, I, I'm not sure for every single person, but definitely almost every one of my teammates, like, had something to contribute. So, yeah, that just kind of, like, showed to me that, like, my teammates wanted it as bad as I did. And, like, everyone was bought in. Everyone was on board. Everyone, like, knew their role, regardless of whether they were, like, coming off the bench or, like, getting one minute here and there. Like, everyone wanted to win and, like, do their part. And, yeah, I just thought that was really cool. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I think for me as a, as a coach, it helped me to know where their heads were at. And like Kelly said, everybody contributed to that talk. And it, w- it wasn't planned. It just sort of happened. It was like a gut, like, hey, I'm t- I talk at you guys all the time. How about you talk at me? And so for me, that was a, a moment that I hadn't had as a coach in the previous, you know, 18 years or whatever that I'd coached where I'd felt like I learned something new about the team. And that was the drive and the desire to do anything it took to beat that team. And so really going into that game, we felt really good. We found ourselves playing loose and free and comfortable and playing the game that we knew we could play. And then, you know, just like anything, I mean, sports and basketball definitely is a game of runs. And so we just had sort of a moment where we had a kind of a letdown towards the end of the first half and they seized that opportunity and they, they stole the energy in the gym. And so while we had a lead at halftime, they had the momentum. And so, and it really was a matter of 30 to 45 seconds probably that they took that. And so coming into the second half, we weren't able to get over that, like, oh no, here they come. I mean, we battled, we always battle. It just, we just didn't have enough to finish it. And 
Um, I think we wanted it so bad that we let that be what drove us as opposed to just doing what we knew would work. And so um, unfortunately we dropped another one to Woodenville in the Kinko title. So that one stung a little bit similar to losing to them in the semifinals the year previous, you know, in overtime by two points. Take it. Good job, Woodenville! We'll be right back. India on Air is a podcast that complements the new digital newspaper, the Sammamish Independent, which provides community news that you can use right here in the city of Sammamish, Washington. The Sammamish Independent is brought to you by a team of students and community leaders who are passionate about keeping our neighbors informed about what's going on. Look for the paper as it launches early this June. You made it to districts, you win your first game, but lose your second one, which sets you up to face Woodenville again, the first game of regionals. How did you prepare and what's going through your mind as a player and also as a coach? I just remember being like excited for that regional game. Um, We all knew we had it in us. Like we beat them the first time and we had them like on the ropes in the second one and just like let it slip. So I think we all knew like, what we are capable of and what we could do if we really like executed our game plan. And I don't know, I was like just so excited. I knew it was a huge game too. We needed to win. Basically it set us up so well for the state tournament since they were the number one seed. So they're supposed to have like the easiest route to the championship. But since we ended up winning, we became the first seed. We took their route. And yeah, I think if we had lost that game, the season would just not have ended (laughs) the same way. So preparing for that, like Goldie said, like same kind of stuff going on at practice, but like mentally I was excited. I don't know. and hungry. <laughs> yeah. I would just tack on and say, I think as a coach, you're always waiting for your players to have a sense of urgency. And no matter how many times you talk about it and say, don't wait until your senior year, don't wait until the postseason. don't wait, don't wait. I mean, these kids are multi talented. They have a lot of stuff going on in their lives. Basketball is not their job only. So I think that that sense of urgency comes at some point. And I think that that's probably what Cal's talking about right there, which is, I mean, the excitement, the, the fear idea that we got to get them because they're competitors. It was like they were on a mission from that point forward. Could you tell us what the difference was between Kinko and regionals? What went right that didn't the last time you faced them? We always had the talent to beat them. But yeah, I think what the difference was the attention to detail And yeah, the way we like took away their players that we wanted to focus on made their other players like score their points for them. Don't, don't give, you know, their big stars, like the easy ones. And we, we studied their plays too. I remember feeling more ready for like their inbounds plays than I usually did. Like I really knew that. I mean, by I played them three times by then I probably should know most of their plays, but um, (laughs) yeah, I don't know. I think the way we just took care of business and 
paid attention to the game plan. I think that's just what was the, the difference was. After Woodenville, you're on the home stretch. You took the first seed route. How did the team continue onward? So after that Woodenville game, I mean, I think from the outside, people will look and say, you know, the ultimate goal is winning a state championship. But anybody that's actually been a part of it and knows how hard it is to even get to that point knows that uh, there are just some games that feel like the state championship. So that Woodenville game was that for us, just from a feeling standpoint, um, obviously not in what reality said. So I think that that's where we finally had a, that sense of urgency, B, that ability, as Kelly said, was to execute the game plan um, and to just take away people's weapons and just believe in what we were capable of doing. And so that sort of propelled us. We had the route that we wanted to have, although we had people in our way that we had to be at our best to take care of. And when we played at our best, it was like, whoa, baby, watch out. There's nobody that can stop them. Steady all year long is that senior for Eastlick. Good defensively, runs the team. Three-pointer as time runs out. It is good. But Eastlick now can celebrate. First ever state championship for the Wolves. It's the first state championship for the girls program. How will you remember this team for the rest of your life? I'm just going to always remember the way that everyone bought in. I think I've never really like experienced that because even when, when I was a younger player in the program, it was hard for me to buy in if I'm being like completely honest, because I had never had that like bench role before, like on my previous like club teams or anything. So that was always really like hard for me, but being a senior and seeing the way that like everyone was like, they, I don't know. Everyone was like, it was just like the most together thing I've ever seen, I think. Um, and it's cool to experience that while I was in high school too, because now I'm playing in college and like everything is just like translates and to already have that like ability to just buy into the program is like really benefiting me. So yeah, that's definitely what I'll take away. And then also it's kind of cheesy, but I just like gained a really good relationship with my coach too, Goldie last season. Um, we kind of ended the year like a lot, it was like more like collaborating like relationship rather than like player and coach. Like we would talk after games, like what went wrong? Like if we had lost or like, what do we need to do this week to get ready for the next one? So that, that's what I got. I think number one, what I'll remember about this team is their selflessness where nobody cared who got the credit. And that was huge. Uh, they were just competitive to their root. And so that's necessary to be a championship and winning team. And we mentioned this before, but it's a big, huge thing. And I've never experienced it so well, but that is people understood and embraced their roles. Um, and Callie spoke to that pretty eloquently. The idea of trust and togetherness in that last bit of the run. I mean, we finally came together. And when you come together as a team and you're willing to put forth whatever it is that you have to give, it may not be flashy, but it doesn't matter because all of those pieces are so critical to the success of the whole. I mean, that's really what did it for us. I mean, it was, you know, it was a business trip at that point. We were on a mission. We had that sense of urgency. We did it together. Nobody cared who got the credit. And we were lucky enough. And I say lucky because it comes with luck to be able to walk out with that shiny gold ball and the ultimate trophy. And uh, I've got a favorite, favorite quote that I talk to the kids about, and then uh, I really think they embraced it, which is, 
give what you have because what you save, you lose forever. And those kids did that. And again, they did it within their means and what they had to give. And like I said, we made history at Eastlake, but beyond that, the relationships are so deep and they'll continue forever. And that's what I'm really blessed to have. And that's why I love to coach. Well, thank you, Callie and Miss Goldie for sitting down with us. We really enjoyed listening to your story. Um, yeah, of course. Of course. Thank you guys for having me. I had a lot of fun. It's fun to remember, you know, a really good season. So yeah, thank you guys for the opportunity. This is really cool that you guys are doing this for our community. And honestly, Callie, this was a blast to be able to do this with you. And, and like you said, kind of revisit um, one of the fondest moments in my history. I mean, what a great way to celebrate um, Eastlake and our community and accomplishments. And especially during this crazy time, it just it brought a lot of joy to my heart, so thank you for this. In the fall, you can catch Callie Lind at the University of Washington as she takes the court with a Husky jersey for her sophomore year. As for Coach Goldie, look for her at the next Eastlake girls basketball game as she starts another run to add a championship banner to the gym rafters. Here's what else you need to know this week. As of now, according to the emergency manager, Andrew Stevens, King County is not on track to open up with phase two on June 1st. Lastly, although some parts of Washington are moving into phase two of the governor's safe start plan, it does not appear that King County will meet those required health metrics soon. In other news, Eastlake High School announced Duriel Jones will be the new head boys basketball coach in the 2020 to 2021 season. Finally, from all the volunteers at the Sammamish Independent, we would like to thank all military service personnel for their sacrifice as we honor them this Memorial Day. This episode of Indiana Air was produced by Alex Woodall, Lynn Yang, Simran Tandon, Susanna Pryle, and Julia Gudis. Our theme music was created by Ben Allwright. Special thanks to Kelly Lind and Sarah Goldie for taking the time to sit down with us. Thanks for listening to Indiana Air. I'm Alex Woodall. We'll see you next week.